So she has to stop and she's trying to get the sheep out of the way. She uses her little umbrella and they're not moving. And then a car comes, pulls up behind her and this tall, dark, handsome man comes. This is a Hallmark movie. Totally Hallmark. <laughs> Hello, you're listening to Worth the Read podcast. My name is Sarah. And I'm Shannon. We're sisters who love to read. So whether you're a hopeless romantic or a fantasy fanatic, you've come to the right place. We retell and review clean stories filled with high stakes, swooning moments, mysteries, plot twists, and oh, so much drama. But in the end, we only have one question to answer. Is this book worth the read? Listen to find out and don't forget to subscribe. Are you ready for this? Don't look at me like that. Okay, I was thinking there is a book that's by Sarah M. Eden. Oh, okay. And it's about Nurse Robbie. Do you know who that oh, is? Oh, God, no. So, name. Adam. Oh, 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 okay, okay. Yeah. So, it's when he was little, and it's a love story about Nurse Robbie, but we see the backstory of his parents and their relationship, kind of. I don't like his mom. No, no, no. It's not their relationship, but we see, like, Nurse Robbie's relationship the behind the scenes a little bit. Yeah. Interesting. So, I was wondering if I should do that book just That's, because yeah. people might have context for it. Yeah. And this one's just kind of random. Do you want to do it for a mystery read? Because I don't really want to read it. It's not a full-length book. Oh, so. even better. Right. And it's Christmas. Oh, well, you better get on it then. I know. Well, listen, I read the this one last night and I was like, I think that one's a Christmas one and it's short. And so <laughs> it's it's Christmas time. How are the holidays <laughs> going for you? It's been crazy. It Christmas has. Christmas has been going so fast. Yeah. I wasn't prepared for it this year. And I still am not. Usually I'm like, oh, in the spirit. So excited. And yeah. this time around, I just think I have so much other stuff going on that it's taking my attention or something. I'm not sure. Yeah. But I'm it's not quite in uh, all up in that spirit yet. Yeah. And I'm trying to not, I'm trying to be healthy. <laughs> so that takes away the fun Aww. because I'm like trying not to eat. Because every... Every Christmas for the past couple of years, I've always had major, like, health problems. And so this year, I'm just trying to be more conscious of it and not going crazy. Yeah. And so it just makes it not as fun. <laughs> we haven't had that many sweets around, except Mom made a huge batch of sugar cookies last night. Ooh. And she used the wrong kind of flour. And so they turned out, sh- like, they didn't puff up very much. What the heck? So, like, they're small. <gasps> and they taste a little bit salty. Oh. They're still really good. You know what? I need to make cookies for the cookie exchange for my little son who's in preschool. So How I got to make cookies do you need? today. I need probably like 22, 20, 25 at the most. Well, mom has an entire box that she's not using. She doesn't want to use them. She's <laughs> like, they're terrible, blah, blah, blah. But I think they're good. Hmm. She, it, They're just not how she usually makes them. I was really excited and to she's make She's a perfectionist. Those, she is a perfectionist. I was really excited to make the really good cookie recipe that you showed me that's true it's so much it's, work it is so much work but it's like well, I worth guess it if you're only doing 25 people cookies i guess well and i'm gonna make that's them small the because so I, i'll have enough but i i want to make them smaller because they're for the little kids and I, you know they don't really care and they're gonna get a whole bunch of cookies from everybody anyways yeah so i'll just put them in little baggies that's but. true okay everyone if you want the best chocolate chip cookie recipe the brown butter recipe that I found just on TikTok some girls blog and I made them and they are so good. They're really good. They get they add a really nice like depth to the flavor. Yeah. If you want that recipe, you can message us. I'll just send you the link. It's so good. It is really good. Uh, anyway, it's I've a lot made of it. steps. It's a lot of steps. You got to do the butter. You got to make sure the eggs are out and warm. You got to like, like separate the eggs and then multiple times. Yeah, refrigerate and yeah. Sometimes I skip those steps, but don't tell anybody. 
Sarah. <laughs> I do. Nonsense. And the batter is way better than the cookie. But it's isn't that always the case though? Yeah. Like it's just you you're so excited eating the like batter and then you're yeah. I bet that the dough. Is, really I, is it good. dough? It's not batter, it's dough. Dough. Yeah. Wow, look at yeah. us over here. I'm not baker. Not a baker. <gasps> Did I ever tell you? <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> No, when we were thinking about moving, Katie was telling me that there's this shop that closed down. It would be perfect for like a bookstore. And then we were brainstorming ideas. I'm like, we could do a bakery. We call it the book bakery. And you'd have baked goods in there and sell books at the same time. So it'd be the book bakery. <laughs> Isn't that so cute? You and Katie would do this? Well, we would hire other people to write it. I was going to say... <laughs> I feel like you could do that. You would need Cherry and Katie. Yeah, to help get it really cute. But then I would need, like, Stephanie and Jessica and Barbara to do the, like, baked goods and stuff. Wouldn't that be so fun, though? That would be so fun. (sighs) Anyways. We'd have daycare so they could bring their kids. Oh, my gosh. Just Stephanie, I guess, but. Yeah. We could have a reading time where, yeah, the kids can go play in, like, a little play area in the back. And then the moms can stay out front and read. They'd probably end up just talking and stuff like that. We, have we like, could have a book club, and then the kids can go play in the back. And then say, we would have to have like a playground or something in the back, fenced off. Yeah. So nobody could get in. Yeah. And like the kids can't get out. Yeah. And there's a person in there watching them. And Obviously. Stuff. Yeah. Perfect, like mom location. Yeah. Big comfy couches for everyone to sit in and read. Oh my gosh, I would love it. I, was... I listen. I would always love to run a bookstore, but I know it's like really hard to do and like yeah not as popular i'm gonna so. do this it's just kind of like a fun side project you know but i, mean, I thought true having the baked goods in there would help with the like the, the money well, yes but and then also, you could do coffee and stuff whatever people if think. you have a location for children yeah to go yeah that would be a good idea it's like too. a daycare yeah. it's like a mom hub everything mom yeah, yeah. you have smoothies I mean, there's so many things you could do. I kind of like the coffee and bakery stuff better. Yeah. I mean, but a lot of coffee shops have a smoothies. Oh, they like do? Smoothies. You could just have like a smoothie board. That would be it. Okay. I like the name though. A book bakery. I feel like it's kind of generic. I mean, that's not always bad. How am I supposed to make a logo for that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, I'm excited to jump into this. I have never, and I don't. Okay, how do I say this? <laughs> I am not drawn. There's some. There's a big crowd of women who are really attracted to Scottish men. Yes, and, and I'm a part of those. You women. are one of those. Yes. many. I am not. I just the accent does nothing for me. I don't understand the kilts. I don't mean to be offensive to the culture or anything like that. It's just it's not for me. Doesn't get it's nothing going for you. Just nothing going for me. I dream. About going to Scotland. Okay, I would love to go there because I want to see the castles and like the green landscape and the you know hills and all the things and like the I don't know the the cobblestone and the buildings. <laughs> like I just I want to see it. I want to be there. Just I'm not drawn for the man. But I did find this little and I I don't I'm sorry but I don't remember if this is a novella. It's pretty short. It feels almost like a novella. But I found this book, A Scottish Christmas, because I told Shannon, I was like, we should do Christmas books for the Christmas holiday. Sorry if you don't practice Christmas. But this one isn't really too heavy on the Christmas theme, so I thought it was really a cute one. But it's by Roxanne Rustand. I don't know if I'm saying that right. But I just found it. It's on Kindle Unlimited. 
I'm so surprised you even started reading it. With I know that kind of title. I know. I don't know why either. I was like, oh, Scotland. I want to go there. Let's read this oh book. <laughs> and it's fun. it does seem very Christmassy. I feel like. Yeah, it's, it's really like super green and stuff. It's, it's does just, it snow there? I feel like it might snow. It there. does snow there. At least from the romance movies I watched. <laughs> it snows in those movies. I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I put too much trust in these romance. Like, yeah, that's true. Things, anyways. Okay, so we'll see because I don't even really like Christmas books. I don't really love themed books. Yeah, me neither. It's true. I never, I don't ever feel drawn to, oh, Christmas. I'm so excited to read all the Christmas. No, it's never been a thing for me. So this is interesting. This is interesting. I felt like reading this, it's a cute, like, it totally is a Hallmark movie vibe. Oh, okay. Like, totally, like, super cute and sweet. I didn't feel like it was cheesy. Okay. I'm okay with Christmas stuff being cheesy, like Hallmark movies. Yeah, you like accept I'm it. Expecting it. Yeah, you expect it. <laughs> maybe I went in with that mindset, so maybe I'm biased on this because I was. Okay. I'm. I don't feel like it. I feel like the way it was written doesn't feel cheesy at all. The dialogue okay. wasn't really cheesy. Anything like that. The scenarios that happen are just kind of like Hallmarky, but like it didn't feel too cheesy to me. Yeah. So okay. I I approve it. I do like it. I'm gonna go over our little review sheet really fast. This is episode 26. This is genre. It's a holiday romance contemporary okay. tropes would be i guess landlord <laughs> is that a trope i don't, don't know <laughs> that's just the situation okay so so she has to go to scotland i don't know if that's a, a trope but no. there's no language it's very low cheesiness i feel like it's low spiciness completely clean that's low recommended age anybody pretty much can read this trigger warnings there's none oh there it does talk about like death of a family member uh, where to buy amazon kindle limited point of view multiple it's not dual wow. it's multiple there is no violence okay so there's that okay i also have to mention that this is book five <laughs> sarah <laughs> it's a whole series they're all standalone and i will say i did find a few just very very small grammatical errors but nothing to take from the story at all i just noticed like there was an extra like quotation here or whatever you know yeah but just want to give that a heads up if that bothers you then maybe this isn't the book for you all right so i'm gonna read the back of the book and then we're gonna go into the spoiler section can your life change completely in just 14 days lucy davis has 14 days to settle her late aunt's estate in scotland when she needs to be on her return flight to chicago so she can straighten out the mess her own life has become as her aunt mara's only remaining relative she figures it won't be difficult she'd never met the woman who just died at 89 but assumes the most challenging aspects will be rehoming a few pet cats and taking mara's few possessions to a charity shop lucy doesn't expect to find mara still owned a charming b&b complete with a collection of quirky guests who have no intention of moving out plus one tall mysterious man who just might be the man of her dreams all right, so we're going into the spoiler section. If you don't want to be spoiled by the story, then read it and come back and listen with us. <laughs> All right, so at the beginning of the story, her name is Lucy. She is on her way driving in Scotland to her late aunt's estate. She doesn't know anything about this. She doesn't even know anything about her aunt because she never heard anything about her family like literally her mom would never say anything about her aunt never talk about anybody else and she has nobody else there's no other relatives that she knows of this is it so she's on her way and she knows the ticket has been covered by her aunt's funding that she set aside in her will to fund for her to go there to settle the estate and everything like that and then also they would pay for her to go back so we know at this point at the very beginning she just lost her job and her boyfriend was cheating on her and she just found that out 
Ugh. We find out more about the situation later. It's I hate pretty the crazy. Tropes. I know. I don't want it anywhere in any book. Ever. Yeah. Well, it doesn't play a big role, so don't worry. Yeah, Settle don't down. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Settle down. <laughs> so she's driving in the in the Scotland lands, and uh, <laughs> she just goes into this new area, and it's a whole bunch of sheep. So she has to stop, and she's trying to get the sheep out of the way. She uses her little umbrella, and they're not moving. And then a car comes, pulls up behind her, and this tall, dark, handsome man comes. This is a Hallmark movie. Totally Hallmark. <laughs> totally. So he comes out, and he's, like, talking to her, like, really being nice and stuff. And he's like, here, I can help you move him out of the way. So he helps her move him out of the way, and it's easy. And then he hears her talk, and he's, and he's like, oh, let me guess, you're American. And she goes, yeah. And he's like, you here to stay? She goes, no, I'm just here to settle. And he's like, you're just going back to America. And instantly he gets, like, kind of curt with her. Curt yeah, off by that. Yeah. And so she's like, okay. He was really nice a second ago. Yeah, it's weird. And so then she's like, okay. And then he left. And she gets in the car and she drives. And she's driving, trying to make sure she's following the right instructions. She's like, everybody else has been so nice so far in Scotland. And that man was pretty much the only guy who's been mean to her so far. Okay. And so she's driving, she's driving. And she expects like a little retirement cottage. But no, it's not. It's this huge historic home that's beautiful. And in the back is this little cottage. This is a dream for this me. This is a dream you just wait let do me... we have like a long lost aunt or something oh, i would love it i feel us. like we should do some more research and try to we should <laughs> invest genealogy? more time in yeah. our genealogy yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so she's thinking about it in her head she's like is this the right address because like even the solicitor via the exchange of emails that they've had she's like he was very vague there wasn't a lot of details about it and so she's like oh, this this can't be right you know so she goes inside, and her plan when she got there was to just go through the couple of things, donate to charity, settle it all, and then go back home, right? right. But she gets there. I am going to skip a lot of stuff, by the way. We're going to keep fine. this one really short. But Cliff notes. Cliff notes. So anyways, so she goes inside. She meets this older woman there, and her name is Sorsha. S-O-R-C-H-A. Sorsha. Sorsha. So it's her and another friend there, an old, another older lady who's their two old widows living there. Love it. Long term in this. It's, it's actually really cute. Yeah. I, literally my dream. Yeah. They are in there running the B&B pretty much. So wow. There's another lady who comes to clean and stuff like that, but they're there to greet the guests and all Love that kind it. of stuff. So yeah. they're running the B&B, her and another friend, and they were both friends of Mara's. And so she's trying to talk to her and she's kind of like being very direct. She's like, we both plan to stay till we die. So what are you going to do? Kind of like. I'd be with, like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, that's our plan. And then as she's having the, this conversation with Sorcha, the door swings open and this man comes inside. Of course. And it's the man uh-huh. who was on the road. We knew this. Yeah. And, and he says to her, quote, she plans to head right back to America. But then what American would care about the history of this land or her blood family? So he's like. My a, goodness. He's offended about like this whole situation and expecting like the worst. And it's kind of. She wants to sell the. She beer. wants to just sell everything and get out of there. Dip oh. out. Which is like, why? anyways honestly um, i'd be like i'm moving to scotland everybody (laughs) (laughs) so his name is brody we find out okay and sorcha is telling her about him she's like yeah he stays in the cottage he released it for a whole year he's on sabbatical he's a professor and he's working on this writing a textbook wow and he's been there for nine months so he's like three more months left okay so he's been staying there and then so now we're in brody's point of view and he's like man i am kind of being really rude to her but she looks a lot like my ex who left me and fled to America. 
Okay, so he's being irrational. Yeah, but he caught himself. He caught himself. <laughs> and <laughs> so anyways, she stole all of his things in the divorce and like left, dipped out. Oh, wife, ex-wife. Yeah. Did you, did I, I just heard ex. Okay. I'm sorry. I guess that would make him more mad if he was like his ex-wife instead of just an ex. Oh, yeah. Like, That's really dramatic. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So I should say, so we find out in Brody's point of view, he had an ex-wife. Got Her it. name was Trisha. She divorced him, like took all, all of his things and left to America. Okay. okay. So he kind of has a bitter, like a chip on his shoulder yeah. towards Americans, yeah. you know. And she looks a lot like her. That ma- makes a lot more sense. Yeah. So then he's just kind of like, ah, maybe, you know, I'm going to try to rein it in. But that's, he's realizing why that's, he's not liking her. Yeah. Anyways. But he's, he's also thinking, well, maybe I can just help her hurry up, like finish and get out of here. Like he's like, doesn't want her around kind of thing. But he's going to try to be nicer, but he's going to try to help her along so he, she he can like get her out of here so he has only three months left on his sabbatical and he's not even close to getting his book done he's worried about his reputation and his career so he's trying to he's trying to just get that done as well mm-hmm. so later on we find out that her aunt mara died of a massive heart attack and her whole life well i guess we learned this later on but her whole life she had heart problems so she wasn't expected to live this long i guess so while lucy was talking with sorcha She's like, why didn't she write me? Why did my aunt write me? I would have come, but my, my mom refused to talk about her family completely. She didn't know she had any relatives living there at all. So really, she didn't know anything. She's wondering why her aunt never written them. And as, as they're talking, the other older woman named Eileen and Sorcha are talking, and they're talking about Brody, and they tell her, Lucy, that Brody has an ex. They say his ex. So she doesn't really know anything about him being married or anything like that. And he's still kind of hurt about the whole thing. So now Lucy kind of knows, okay, that's his situation. So as the old ladies are talking about, talking about his history, they're kind of talking about like, you know, you guys could get together. As old ladies. As old ladies. It's kind of really cute. You'll see how it plays out (laughs) later on. They're like little conniving little ladies, like trying to think of ways to get them. Yeah. Little cupids ways to get them together. Cute. So, so we find out that her handsome ex-fiance, so Lucy's ex-fiance Todd, has been expertly cheating on her with her boss. Oh. Who then later turned around and fired her. (gasps) Yeah, so that's why she doesn't have a job. And that's a settlement that she could win, though. Oh, probably, right? She doesn't well, go into that money. in this story, but okay. she could. She could be a very wealthy woman. So anyways, the next day, she needs to meet with her solicitor. She goes to the car that she rented, and the tire is flat. Of course. So then Brody comes out, and they talk a little bit, and he's like, well, you know what? I'll drive you. I'll take you there. You don't even know where you're going. I'll take you there. So she gets there. She meets with the solicitor. Brody's like, I'll just be in the bar. Just come meet me when you're done. And so she goes, meets with a solicitor, and he's talking about how in part of Mars' will, in in order to gain her inheritance, she has to stay there for 30 days because she feels like she can't appreciate her inheritance unless she's been there. Okay. And so she's forced to stay there for 30 days. Forced. I know. (laughs) What a vacation. (laughs) (laughs) What a fake laugh. (laughs) And all of her, like, rent and everything at home will be taken care of, so she doesn't have to worry about it. I'm like loving this aunt yeah already. she just lost her job so it doesn't matter yeah so yeah. he's also saying the situation gets a little bit more complicated because mr mclaughlin who's brody has a one-year lease and as part of the will no matter what happens to the house at the end of his lease he has the option to buy the cottage oh. so it's a little bit more complicated there 
And then, so he's saying you can sell all the things to charity and not do and B&B. You cannot do a B&B. Sorcha and Eileen would have to move. So that's the situation you'd be placing on them. But this biggest stipulation is the home estate cannot be sold outside of the family. Aww. So she has no one else uh. to sell it to. I'm like, why is this a problem? Yeah. I would just take it, you know? Yeah. Anyways, she finds out all those stipulations. She's required to stay there. And he says that there's a whole bunch of things inside the house that she can start to go sort through and look through and things like that. So she's like, okay, well, I guess I got to stay here for 30 days and figure out the, all this out. So let me jump forward to one of the older ladies in her point of view. She goes, but what if she falls in love here? Because they believe that the house has like this bell cast on it where it's all about like people will find love and she's it quotes it in the story and i'm butchering it right now i apologize but it does say it in there so she believes in it and so she's like what if brody and lucy fall in love i know they're gonna fall in love i can feel it fast forward lucy's in the library and she's trying to look for stuff and brody walks in and he's like hey i hear you need some help and i guess the door in the third story to get up into like the attic area is really hard to open so the, the older ladies told brody that lucy's gonna need some help so they're sending him over and she goes okay yeah and she finds out in this conversation she's in the library looking at all the stuff and brody's like i teach 18th and 19th century british literature among other things also in that conversation she's asking him about the textbook that he's working on he's like yeah i'm having a hard time finishing it and they get in conversation she goes well maybe you're writing the wrong thing maybe you should be writing something that's interesting to you you know maybe you could be the next Stephen King and so it kind of puts a little seed into his mind of like you know thinking of what he could do and he's like hey have you discovered anything interesting in your family history and all of this and she's like no I'm not finding anything she's like searching everything and she finds out that his mother and Mara were lifelong friends after college so he would come to this estate every summer with his brother and they would play and explore the whole place so he kind of knows a lot about the home so he's like where have you looked so far she's like i just looked in the desk i still have the file cabinet to look into in mara's bedroom so she finds in the desk a business envelope with an unbroken wax seal on the flap on, on the outside of the envelope it says to my dearest lucy with love and then brody's like okay well i i can go if you want me to and she goes no please stay maybe you'll have answers for me so she reads this letter that's inside And I'm just going to, I'm not going to rephrase anything that's in that letter, but she finds out that her mom that she lived with in America was actually not her mom. mom. (gasps) Shut up. It's the aunt. It's the aunt. Oh my goodness. Her aunt was actually her mom. Wow. Yeah. So let me say, so this is part of, this is actually the quote from the letter. This is what it says. Our parents did everything. So this is from Mara's point of view. Her okay. parents, her and this boy that she loved, wow. okay. did everything to keep them apart. But he gave me a promise ring and well, you might well guess the rest. I was sent to a place run by nuns outside of Edinburgh. <laughs> Amazing. There was no question about giving up the baby. I wasn't even asked. And with my weak heart, surviving the delivery was even in question. Mm. And there's no way I could ruin my love's future by telling him about you. He was four years older from a poor family and he'd gotten a scholarship for a university. If I told him he would have thrown it all away do the right thing but even before you were born i knew i couldn't let you go to strangers not when you had kin who could love you as i would anna had already moved to the states so anna's her sister or lucy's mom she thought and i wrote her begging her to take you she agreed but no one was ever to know the truth not my boyfriend not our parents you would be hers and hers alone the nuns helped her arrange the adoption and then she took you away but we also find out that anna was also in love with the same boy that Mara oh, was in love with. My 
heavens. <laughs> so the drama. The drama. I was not expecting the drama. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> So she finds out that Anna took the baby, but never talked to Mara again, was wow. mad at her. And so, and she's thinking back to, like, <sighs> Lucy's thinking back. She's like, well, my mom was always good to me, but we never had the relationship that I saw other kids had with their moms. And so. So on top of all of it, she's a bad mom. She was a fine mom. Ugh. She was a good mom. She was a good mom, wow. but it wasn't what it could have been, you yeah. know? And so she's wow. like, what the heck? And so, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm skipping a lot of stuff. So we're now we're into Brody's point of view. He gets a phone call from his brother and he's like, hey, mom's worried about you. We have this big party they do every year. Are you coming? And he goes, yeah, put me down for plus one. I'll go. And then he's also in Brody's point of view. He's like, he's kind of encouraged to write just anything than his textbook. So he's now thinking about maybe writing another story. So Lucy finds other envelopes. I don't know if she was given it or if she had or if she found them. Can't remember. But there's an envelope that says open first and she dumps the contents onto a table. There's envelopes addressed to Anna Davis, her mom, all stamped and refused except the newest dated, which was four years ago, which was stamped deceased. So there was one envelope Anna had sent to Mara from the U.S. dated six months after Lucy was born. And that one she reads. And this is actually where she learns that her mom loved the same boy. And in that letter she wrote to Mara that she blames her for playing up being fragile with her weak heart so she got everything she wanted including the only boy that Anna ever loved so a lot of resentment there you can just tell that Anna's just so angry in that letter and then every other letter that Mara has sent has never been opened so that's why she never received anything because that's why she's strange yeah and that's why she never knew about it mom I know (laughs) Anyway, so Brody's still offering to be a chauffeur for her because her car's her tire's finally getting fixed. Because they're kind of been spending more time together, they're talking, they getting to know each other more, becoming more like friends. He offers for Lucy to go with him to this Christmas party, and she's like, "Your whole family? That's kind of a lot." And he goes, "No, it's like my, it is my whole family, but also the whole neighborhood. Like it's just a big party." And she's like, "Yeah, it'd be kind of fun. It'd be my Scottish Christmas, just a bit early, you know." So then he says, "It'll be an experience you never forget." They also would go on these walks and he would show her the landscape and everything as she's still trying to go through all the all the belongings and sort through everything. Lucy's taking notes of everything in the home because she's thinking in her head, okay, well, when, when I'm back in America and these ladies eventually die and I have to sell off everything, I just want to be able to know what's in here. And then, yeah. but as she's doing it, she's like, man, this is going to take forever. There's so much stuff and so much history that's been kept because this home has been in their family for so long. So she's just kind of overwhelmed with everything. So every passing day, Brody has started coming to the house every afternoon. They would go on long walks. And he does say something really cute I want to quote here. It says, you are an entrancing woman, Lucy. I wonder if you know just how beautiful you are. Wow. So she's thinking like, wow, Brody's way more attractive than Todd ever was. And she's just like smitten (laughs) with him. (laughs) So Brody says, what's in the rest of the letters? I'll bet you can't help but wonder. My advice, just get it over and be done with. Mara Mara wouldn't have left them in your hands without good reason. And she says, fine, I'll come over with them after supper tonight. You can give me moral support, and then you can show me the start of your novel. And then he says, what makes you think it exists? And she says, because you seem different than when we first met. Like your heart is lighter or something, maybe. She adds, giving him an assessing look. Because you won't admit it to yourself, but you finally decided to follow your dreams. They have a really cute relationship. I like it. So Brody, in his point of view, is thinking, man, I'm starting to fall for her. She's very beautiful. This is not at all what I expected because from the get-go he wasn't interested with her but she has no intention of staying past December 15th and his entire life and work and everything is there so he's like maybe I need to focus on work I need to not 
lean into this any more than I already have been. And then Eileen, we're in Eileen's point of view. She says, we've been failing to act, Sorsha. And now there's only three weeks left. A flat tire wasn't enough. <laughs> so they flattened wow. her tire. Anyways. Little mastermind. So now they're thinking of other, they're like, what else can we do? Yeah. So now you don't know what it is, but you know something's they're coming up. scheming. Yes. Wow. So in one of the envelopes that she gets from the safety deposit box, she finds a birth certificate and something else. She already knew that her birth certificate was created upon adoption, which lists Anna as her mother and her father listed as unknown. But she discovers who her father is. And he's still in Scotland. So talking about her dad to Brody, she says, meeting him would be like a dream come true. But what would I say? Hi there. I'm your daughter. You never knew you had. <laughs> Maybe he'd rather not know. Maybe true. he doesn't even remember Mara and he'd think I'm some crackpot. <laughs> true. So anyways, Brody helps her try to find him and find out that he's been retired. He's been a doctor. And they find the clinic. And the clinic told him where he lives. Because it's like a small town, you go know? Go, go, go. Yeah. So anyways, they drive. Brody, Brody drives her to the house. And he's outside, like, working in the yard. And she tells him everything. And then he's, like, having an, a reaction. Obviously. And the old, there's a lady who comes out of the house. And she's like, get out of here, like, mad at them. And she calls the ambulance. So they wait for the ambulance to come. They take him and leave. And she's, like, instantly regretting this whole thing. She's, wow. She's like, oh, my gosh, I shouldn't have said anything at all. So an hour later, they go into the hospital because he contacted them and wanted them to come by. He's like, don't leave. Like, come, come visit me. So. <laughs> So Lucy gets there. When she meets her father, they were able to talk and they kind of form a relationship. And she goes every single day after that to visit him in the hospital. That's good. And then at his country home. So she's just trying to savor every moment she has with him, just catching up and figuring, like learning about who each other is. So she's still cataloging the descriptions of all the contents in her little notebook. She's working on it and photographing things and everything like that. Still working on that. She's still wondering, well, what would I do? Maybe I could live here, but what what would I do as a career? It's a tiny village in the middle of nowhere. What would I, it just wouldn't work. So she's still thinking this would be so cool to stay, but it, she still has her cat back at home and like all Not of the things. Cat. <laughs> so she's just thinking of everything. And she's wondering, <laughs> she's worried too. She's like, this is seriously going to take forever because I want to look through everything before we auction this off. Like I, I want to be able to learn more about my family, you know? And so she's really having a conundrum. So Brody helps her go into the top and she's looking at more of the stuff. And she's like, it's kind of dark in, in here. He goes, okay, well, I'll go get a flashlight. But he can't get back out the door. The door slams shut and the knob, the handles completely broke off. Stop. <laughs> That's so funny. So they're in the dark up in this like, oh my god, up third floor area. Wow. In the attic? In the attic. And he says the door slams shut. It just it's jammed again and the doorknob was so loose it just fell off in my hand and so they're having this conversation and this is her point of view she says if he doesn't kiss her now she knew she was going to forever wonder what she missed her gaze drifted involuntarily to the sensual curve of his mouth then she says then kiss me now and so they have their first kiss and then after they're done he says oh lass his voice was low and rough i was (laughs) see i told you (laughs) you need to read this book because all the words would get you It doesn't do nothing for me. But anyways, (laughs) he says, oh, last, his voice was low and rough. I wasn't expecting that. She says, nor I. Wow, maybe we shouldn't. From somewhere downstairs came Maxie's exciting bark, signaling that they're that the two older ladies are back. So it cuts the it cuts stops the whole like scene. But they had a wonderful kiss, and they're oh, wow. both like surprised by it, you know. Oh, okay. So, anyways, after that, she's trying to keep her distance <laughs> because she's like, well, I'm leaving in a few days. Like, what the heck? 
so he comes back and he's like i want to apologize i let myself get out of hand and now i'm i'm worried that i'm making you uncomfortable so then he says now i feel like the most mixed-up person on the planet logic tells me i should head back to chicago in december just as i planned my heart tells me that this is where i belong where i'm surrounded with everything from a family i never knew i have my father here now the sweet old ladies who are such a who honestly this seems more like home than anything i left when i came here yes so he says you plan to stay she goes yes no honestly i'm still working it all out (laughs) but i think we both were surprised by that kiss last night and i wonder if we can just see where this leads maybe friendship maybe more and he laughs and swept her into an embrace and a kiss that left them both breathless. And he says, that sounds perfect, love. Let's definitely see where this can go. Wow. So after two weeks of being together every day, he felt a sense of loss each night when he headed back to the cottage alone. <laughs> so this man shows up. Brody was about to leave, but the comes back because he realizes her phone was in the car. And so he, or a wallet or something was in his car. So he came to brought it back. But there was a man at the table and he saw a business card that says they're solicitors and estate agents that people can contact to buy sell or lease high-end properties and he's like well lucy just told me that she has no plan to sell she's not sure but now maybe she was lying to me the whole time so now he has doubt okay communication i hate it yeah he's like if she planned to sell the place to leave it was her own business but why hasn't she brought it up you know hasn't talked about it has she thought about stringing him all along which reminds him of his ex so then she shows up to the party okay so it's now the party at his family's place and she can't find him but this man comes up he goes hi i'm ross brody's brother and he had he takes her in the arm he's married and everything but he's taking her in the arm she falls in love with the brother oh my gosh plot twist so much (laughs) no 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 but he's like showing her around he goes well we have this outside for like the families and the kids who are really loud let me take it to where all the adults go and so he takes her upstairs and she's like looking around for brody and brody walks out with this beautiful woman like Uh. draped on his arm so he's all like well she's planning to sell it and she's all like oh my gosh is he still with is he with somebody is that with his ex maybe they're coming back together i don't Ugh. know miscommunication i hate that it's story. very brief though okay, don't okay, get don't okay. let it get up to so then that's his wife she says but the brother ross says she's his but lucy already spun around and headed out the door so she didn't get to hear the whole thing okay so she goes back with the solicitor and she comes in and she's like as you know today's december 15th my month is up she's kind of sad because she's like man i wish things could have happened different with brody and she's reminded that the house cannot be sold to anyone who is not family this is what he says many years ago she actually opened an account in a scottish bank under your name and has been gifting the maximum amount to you each year so he slides a sealed bankment statement across the desk to her and then he says, finally, there, there are her financial assets, stocks, bonds, money market, and checking. He handed over another sheet of paper with a summary. You will easily be able to cover the inheritance taxes with a very nice nest egg left over. You are now a ra- rather wealthy woman. I love this wow. Mara I, person. She's the yeah. best. And I don't mom, know why. Are I'm, you sure you're your mom? Is there not, like, <laughs> is there not like a rich one in Scotland somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So she learns that she's very wealthy, right? So that's great. Uh, she also needs to get to the airport so she's like packed so then brody in his point of view is talking with his brother and he's like wait she was here he thought she just didn't show up so that was another reason why he was like oh well she's already cutting me off you know and so he's like wait she was here and ross says but she looked pretty heartbroken when trisha put on her show and then she took off like a rocket so he's like oh my gosh she saw my ex with me and then he's kind of putting the pieces together why was she even there right so in the I would, in the listen doesn't know this is what it says she was trying because he's his family's very wealthy right and so 
Ross in the conversation at the party was trying to get to know Lucy a little bit more because he was trying to see if this girl was wanting him for the money. He's like, you don't care that he's just a professor. She goes, he as long as he's doing what he loves, like right. that's what matters. And he's like, oh, okay. Because his ex was coming back trying to get more money from him and trying to get that relationship and just try to get more money. I would be offended if my family even let the ex inside the house. Honest, that's what I was thinking. Think of our brother's ex. Ugh. If she just showed up to the house. Oh my gosh, because no. mom and dad let her there. I'd be like, what is happening yeah, right now? We no. would all freak out. Yeah, no, 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 no. Lucy didn't know that they were divorced. <laughs> Wait, she thinks he's in a relationship this whole time? No, this whole time Lucy didn't know he was ever married. Right. Okay. So after after Brody learns that Lucy saw Trisha with him, he's like, oh my gosh, he's putting the pieces together. He's like, I got to go to her. He goes to the airport where Lucy is. Her flight's been canceled like twice at this point. She's still stuck at the airport. And so Lucy sees him and she's like, well, what are you doing here? You're married. And he says, divorced. My mother invited Trisha to our little gathering, not me. fake. That mom. Yeah. My mother invited Trisha to our little gathering, not me. And it will be a long time before I, I forgive either of them. Wow. Good job, Brody. Yeah, that's true. And then he, in that conversation, he says, you are far more beautiful because it's inside and out and because it's real. Cute. Because his ex was super fake, like you were saying. Yeah. So then she decides to stay and we're at Christmas Day. She's at the estate. It's all wonderful and lovely. Her dad is there. The older ladies are there. And her dad comes in and he gives her a whole bunch of presents and he gives her one armed hug with all his other arms holding all these presents (laughs) and he's like merry christmas lucy and then also he brody gets down on one knee and proposes oh and she accepts dang Uh and then he also gives her a gift and it's uh, like the manuscript of his book that he wrote wow (laughs) (laughs) that's quick okay from the 15th to the christmas days two weeks yeah you can write an entire manuscript i don't think so well he was working on it like throughout but anyways don't worry about it shannon so anyways so that's how the story ends she decides to stay her and brody are now engaged they run the bnb she gets to be with her dad and get to know the family it was just an overall really cute story that i thought was just just really sweet and simple and it didn't even though some of the events sound sound cheesy it didn't feel cheesy when i was reading it at all yeah just because of the way they reacted to things that was totally normal in my opinion so anyways i well, might that have this could be a hallmark movie it totally could be and i really i don't know it why it probably is we should search for a scottish christmas hallmark movie there actually is you want me to pull ah, it up? i knew it when i was looking <laughs> just to find a, i put a scottish christmas and then there was a show that popped up yes! so hold on <laughs> Hang on, let me go back to this. Scottish Christmas. That's like the other book I was going to read. It's called Christmas Land. And I put it into Amazon so I could get the book. And there's a show called Christmas Land. And I was like, I'm not even surprised, really. Oh, wait, hold on. Maybe it's a show coming soon? Or it's on the Hallmark Channel? Because uh. I have pictures of the actress, actors, A Merry Scottish Christmas. That's what it is. A Hallmark yep. Channel. Not surprised. Yeah. We should try to find a we book should, or a movie that matches this. We should. That would be so funny. Oh, look, here's a preview. Yeah, a preview. A Merry Scottish Christmas starring Lacey something. Okay, anyways. Yeah. We should watch. We need to get together and just do me we and mom. We watched any Christmas No movies. Hallmark cheesy movies. We didn't even watch Claws yet. Oh. So sad. Our favorite Christmas movie. Oh, so sad. That's how it's sad. 
that's how he says it in the movie in claws i love that movie so, so much <laughs> thanks dad <laughs> thank you i say that year round <laughs> to my father okay it's just uh, it's so you guys need to watch claws okay <sighs> Sorry, before we jump away from this. So, Scott's Christmas. I'm going to give my review really quick. So, plot. I thought the plot was great. It tied everything in together. It all made sense. I have no... Besides there being, like, the miscommunication trope in there. I tropes we don't like. I'm just going to... It was sweet. It just really... Honestly, when I read this, I was there. I was enjoying this Christmas season and this beautiful... I was in it. I was there. I really would love to travel there someday. (laughs) But, yeah. So, I'm going to give it, like, a... 4.5 4.5 I okay yeah it was great like Very I good. really it was just a sweet happy just really holiday filling storyline I loved it I love it romance I thought was really cute and sweet it wasn't anything obviously it's really kind of a short story everything develops really nicely I feel like it's nothing too uh deep you know in depth that's just not the kind of story this is meant to be so I don't have any problems there I'm gonna give it a four okay. um, the ending I thought was so cute. It wrapped up perfectly. I'm gonna give it a five. Amazing. I have no. Pro- I mean, she's in Scotland with this it's beautiful a, estate. What more you ask for? Honestly, <laughs> like I'm thoroughly happy for her. That's and cute. Wish it could be me. So I'm gonna say five. Very good. So yeah, I loved it. I think it's a fun little read, and there's so many more books in this whole series. So if you want to check out more, How and many? she has there's one in Paris. There's a whole bunch of different places for That's Christmas. Cute. I like. That. It's really cute. Yeah. So you I definitely like need that. to check if you don't so like. You've ever had like a fantasy of having Christmas somewhere? Yes, I take a location. I know it's so cute. I love so that. it's just called the Clean Holiday Romance, coupled by. How many pages is this? Let me look it up. It felt really short and it said like four hours for me to read. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty quick. Yeah. So let me just see the page count. It's usually on the Amazon description. Yeah. So let's see. There's an Irish Christmas blessing. (laughs) A Montana Christmas. A Christmas in Paris. Those are some other ones. Okay. Oh, 106 pages. Wait. Hold on. Typical time to read is two hours. Why was it slow for me? (laughs) (laughs) Why was it so slow? It's going to take her a while. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Typical time to read. Two hours and one minute. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. <laughs> Only 106 pages. So, yeah, I would say it's a novella. That's quick. Really cute. I really, yeah, now that wow. I know that, even, like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's very sweet. I really liked it. That's funny. Only an hour. It'll only take you two hours, Shannon. <laughs> Especially you. You read so fast. I do read pretty quick. <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun. Do you like it? Do you like the story? Yes. It sounds very cute. Hallmark movies are like a guilty pleasure. Yeah, it really is. Honestly. Yeah. So it would be right up my alley. Yeah. Really cute. At least read like the Montana or the Paris one, you know. I I feel like if I were just going to read like a quick book, I would definitely pick this up. Yeah. Yeah. It's super cute. I like it. Cute. Mm. All right. Well, thanks for listening. If you like this episode, leave a review and share with your friends. Don't forget to follow us at Worth the Read Pod on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Goodreads. We'll see you next time where we'll share another story with you and you can decide if it's worth the read. Bye. Bye.